What is up? It is April 6th, 2022. My name is Anthony Shelton. I appreciate you listening. So I need to make some corrections about what I was talking about with Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I wrote the news story for a gaming trend. And as I was writing the news story, I obviously had to get, do some research to make sure my facts were straight. And there was something that I did get wrong in my conversation with you yesterday about Ghost Recon Breakpoint and the NFTs. And that particular thing was that I said, what would happen once the servers went down for Ghost Recon Breakpoint? I said that the NFTs would likely go away. Or I, I actually, not even likely. I said they would go away. But they would not. That is the correction I need to make. I was wrong. They would not go away because they're not tied to the Ubisoft servers. They are tied to the blockchain that Ubisoft has created or is using. I'm not sure how that works, but there, it's, there's already a blockchain established and Ubisoft is storing those NFTs on that blockchain. And of course, you can trade on other third-party blockchains and things like that, but that is the particular case. So, in that regard, I was extremely facetious about the idea that, you know, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, the servers would eventually go down, and then what are you going to do? Well, what are you going to do? You're going to have your stuff stored on the blockchain, but... There's still an interesting tidbit about this. And the idea is, okay, you got it stored on the blockchain, but what are you going to do with it? Because here's the problem with NFTs as they currently are. Because, you know, I did do some research. I said I don't know much about NFTs. I know a lot more now. And one of the big problems about NFTs is the fact that if you were to take your Ghost Recon Breakpoint NFT, whichever one that you use, common, rare, whatever, and you decided you wanted to show it to people on the internet, well then guess what could happen? All somebody needs to do is look at the image, place their mouse cursor over it, right click and save, and then, they can also start making money off of the NFT that you earned. In fact, somebody who hasn't even played Ghost Recon Breakpoint can make an NFT out of it and put it on a blockchain. It doesn't even have to be Ubisoft's blockchain. It doesn't have to be any of the other common NFT blockchains. It can be whichever one. And they can start making money on the thing that you actually own. That's a problem. And then here's the other thing. The only way you would be able to stop somebody from making the money that you should be earning because you earned that NFT that you spent hours trying to get, the only way you could prevent somebody from doing that is if you showed it off in-game. But guess what? You can't do that. Because the servers are shut down. Now what? You see, it's still problematic. So yeah, you can still, still trade it. You can still sell it. 
You can still make money off of it. But who says the value is going to stay the same when everybody else is kind of selling the same thing? This is the problem with digital goods. This is the problem with NFTs as a whole. Somebody can rip and pirate music, pirate something, a GIF, whatever, make it an NFT, and then sell it on various blockchains and make money. And they don't even own the rights to it. They didn't even have the original token. Now, yes, I do understand that the community as a whole, the ones who participate in NFTs, this is all based on goodwill. They are trying to self-regulate when somebody owns the rights to a token. But as we have already seen, NFTs are being abused. They are causing piracy. Right? This was the original problem with ripping music, right? When Napster came out, when LimeWire was a thing, people would rip music off of there, burn it onto a CD. I don't know if you know what burning onto a CD is, but go look it up. You know, I don't know how young y'all are, but they would burn it on a CD and then sell it. And they would make money, and they would sell it at a cheaper price than what would be at the store or whatever, so that you know they could make a quick buck. And by the way, they didn't spend anything except getting the CDs themselves. So of course they would be profiting. Now, the limit to that was you could only sell your CDs where you were, right? Like you could only be in one place at a time to sell those bootleg CDs. And in the same case, bootleg movies. So the goal was, oh man, if we go digital, we can stop that. Oh, but then Napster showed up. So that didn't work. This is the exact same problem, except even worse. Now, all people have to do is download these things, claim it as their own, and they're not limited to one place. They could be everywhere, all over the internet, pirating your work, pirating somebody else's work. Now, it may not matter to you, but that's the whole point of NFTs. They're supposed to be value in the fact that you own the thing, and especially. If it's ultra rare, I forgot what the highest tier was uh, or how many hours you needed to spend playing Ghost Recon Breakpoint, but if you had that thing and only, let's say, three of you had it, well, you cannot do anything with it. You can't show it to anybody because if you show it to somebody, somebody else could steal it, right? That's the problem. You can't have that. And so it still stands to reason that NFTs are still a problem. That Ghost Recon Breakpoint servers going down still creates a problem. Because you got this thing, you can't even show it off. Because the game servers would be down. Right? So, yeah, they could take a screenshot, but everybody sees that it's on there. Yeah, got serial number, things like that. Yeah, people got their ways. You already know this. People... People will figure something out to try to steal your stuff. It's unfortunate, but that's kind of how it works as of right now. And so until that problem is fixed, I ask again, what are you going to do? Now, I do want, here's the main topic I wanted to talk about. 
<laughs> you might you might be able to hear my child <laughs> turning one tomorrow. I'm very happy about that. She's not going to sleep though. <laughs> she takes a while. So there was a post uh, put out on Twitter by Cat Bailey asking for new freelancers to assist with creating news stories for IGN, particularly games, entertainment, tech, and science. So this is, this is a thing that happens every once in a while with IGN, GameSpot, different websites. They'll put out uh, you know, a tweet or something asking for people who have writing skills to be able to write with them. So, you know, they could put stories out and you can get, you know, your, your news. Now, this is interesting to me because as a writer myself, as one who wants to make money within the industry as a games media person, I just want to talk about the back end of the idea of what is some of these things worth. And so the story or the tweet says that it's $20 base rate per story sliding scale for heavier reporting so as you've seen if you look at IGN and I mean like carefully look at IGN and the type of news that they put out and I'm not uh, you know we're not here for the snark you can you, you can say what you want about IGN you know it's they're trying to put out stuff for you so that you don't have to go searching for all over the internet and follow everybody on Twitter in order to, you know, know what's going on in the news. And so they, they mass report things and they don't necessarily go deep with their reporting so that they can have multiple stories in a day for you. And they're never behind. That's kind of how the games news writing on IGN works. They are making sure it's accurate. They're making sure you have all the information and at least a little bit of context so you know the story behind the current news. That's, that's the basic use of IGN News. And so Cat Bailey, who is the, I believe, the senior editor, IGN's senior editor, wrote that it's $20 base rate per story. She doesn't make the price. I'm pretty sure she doesn't make the price. Uh, she's only a senior editor. She does not control the finances of IGN. So... $20 base rate per story. This blew up because a lot of people were looking at this and going, $20, that's it? Yeah, that's actually quite a bit. I work a part-time job right now at a after-school program. Uh, as I work a part-time job, I do this, I make podcasts, I write, uh, I make money here and there, doing other things. But my part-time job... If I were by myself with no family involved, my part-time job would give me enough money to have an apartment, maybe a one-bedroom, one-bath. I am in San Diego. It is the most expensive city in America right now, but it would afford me at least a one-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment out here. If I had a roommate... Obviously, I can make that go even further. Per hour, well, I'll say that I'll, I'll say per day, I make about 90 bucks per day. To write a story, a, a games news story for IGN, you get $20. That's about 300 words. I don't know how much that breaks down to in uh, cents per word. 
but 300 words could take you about 30 minutes. 45 minutes if you have to do a little bit more reporting. Maybe an hour if you got to do some deep reporting. Maybe a little bit more than that if you got to do some deep reporting. I worked for a website 10 years ago, 10 or 12 years ago, and I had a four-hour shift where I focused on news for that four hours. And in that four hours, I could get three to four news stories out. And my word limit was at least 300 words. I could go up to 500 if I needed to. 300 words. I could bang out three to four news stories per shift. If a writer for IGN has the opportunity to do that, that's at least, if you can bang out four stories, that's $80 a day. That's only four hours of work. That's a part-time gig. You do that full-time. Let's say you were able to put out 80, I'm sorry, not 80 stories, eight stories, one per hour. You are looking at $160. Now, to be fair, it would be very difficult to hit eight stories in a day because you got other people who are writing news. There's only so much news to go around in a day. This is the entertainment industry and the games industry is ridiculously silent on things. It's hard to get quotes from people. It's hard to get, it's hard to pull anything out. It's so secretive. So I get that. However, $20 per story when you could get four, four stories, that's about a, that's about a part-time job, which is pretty good for the kind of work that you're doing. But people are out here saying, oh, that's a horrible rate. It's not. It's not a horrible rate. It's a part-time rate. That's all that is. Not every job is meant to be a full-time job. Not every job is meant to cover every expense that you need to live your life. I'm sorry, you're not meant to work at McDonald's forever. Well, it's IGN, Ziff Davis. They just had the best year ever. Why can't they do more? Should they pay a little bit more? Yeah. Sure, why not, right? Like, that's the argument. They make so much money, why not pay a little bit more? But here's something to consider. I know John Walker was big on this. He was the one who co-started Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Love that website. Love John Walker. Love all the work that they do. But John Walker only talked about PC games. He only talked about the PC space. IGN talks about Games, PC, console, entertainment, TVs, movies, talks about tech, talks about science. There's a lot more to IGN than just games. Maybe that's all you pay attention to, but there's so much more. IGN does video production. IGN does podcasts. Mind you, they do all that in tech, in entertainment. I don't know if they have a science podcast, but they do various things, all of those things within all of those different beats. So there's a lot more money flowing around to different freelancers for different jobs. And for somebody to take four hours out of their day to spend 30 minutes per post for something that you find as 
the publishers and developers releasings. We're not talking about you're going out on the street trying to interview people. You're going to the location of the situation happening like in hard news and then writing your story and reporting it. No, we're talking about you're waiting on press releases and you are writing press, rewriting, basically rewriting press releases and then adding some context based on some news that was reported in the past. You think that's worth more than $20? Yes, the people who are doing the work are them themselves more valuable than $20. Absolutely. I'm not trying to dispute that. What I am saying, though, is that the work itself is not really worth more than $20. Now, if people want to pay more than that, sure. Would it be great if IGN did pay more than that? Absolutely. They'd probably have higher retention. But at the end of the day, it's not work that deserves more than $20. If you run a business, you're not necessarily going to pay people based on their value unless their value is representative of the work that they're doing. If somebody is more valuable, it's because the job that they're doing, they're already good at it. They're already valuable for it. That's why. They're just mere existence for your job, for your business, does not make them more valuable. If I was able to get this job with IGN, which I did not, by the way, my mere existence does not make me more valuable. What makes me more valuable is my experience. That's what makes any potential employee valuable. That's what makes you valuable to a company that you are looking at. The longer you are, the better work you do, the more valuable you become. And guess what? Your pay should go with that value. Asterisk should. I, I, I understand there are uh, situations out there where that doesn't happen. But you understand what I'm saying. They're looking for new freelancers to be a part of IGN to write, basically rewrite, press releases. $20 is a good chunk. I could name some sites that pay less and I'd say it's appropriate because they're doing less. They got a lot less money to spread around and yet they don't pay that much. There are some sites that don't pay at all and they work it to the bone. And all they say is, oh, you get experience. Right? Nah. That's not how this works. I looked at a list on IGN, or not, sorry, not IGN. There was somebody who posted a large spreadsheet of different outlets that paid and, you know, whatever they, different outlets that paid for the kind of work that they did. A lot of them were listed as articles. Articles is vague. Articles can be news. Articles can be features. Articles can be opinion and editorial. Articles could be deal posts. Articles is vague. I did not find very many news posts. And when I did, I believe it was Upcomer. Guess what the price was? $20. Why? Because that's what the work is worth. Now, I haven't looked at the way Upcomer does news, but Upcomer... Not as big as a site as IGN. So, you know, you may look at that and go, well, they pay more than they probably can. Right. 
but they also do not do as many things as IGN. So you have to keep that in consideration. Again, can Ziff Davis pay more? Probably. How much more? I don't know because IGN is so big. They have so many different ways that their money goes around. So no, I don't know. But what I do know is that $20 is pretty dang good for 300 rewrites of press re- 300 word rewrites of press releases. It really ain't that bad. All right, that's all I got for you today. Tell me what you're thinking. Maybe you tried to apply to IGN or maybe you think it's not as much. Maybe you agree. I don't know. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think of the Ghost Recon Breakpoint stuff too. There will be a post on Twitter up. It will be linked in the show notes, I guess. Description, show notes, whatever. YouTube, podcast, I get them all confused. The show notes, you'll find a link where you can respond to this episode as well. So I got another, I got another episode to record tonight because there's so much news. I just don't, I just, usually I try to keep these short. This is already like 22 minutes. So I'm going to record another episode. I will talk to you later.